But, but there is a crisis for men, not a crisis of masculinity. And this is where I'd like to get into it, okay? So when people talk about the crisis in masculinity, a lot of us, or a lot of those people on the reactionary side, on the right wing, people like Jordan Peterson, who are totally sexist and have stupid ideas of what a man and what a woman should be. And this guy doesn't even know that men and women could work together, <laughs> let alone what masculinity is. Um, I would, I'm very opposed to a lot of his ideas on uh, masculinity and uh, gender, for example. But he argues and they argue that there's a crisis of masculinity uh, as in masculinity is being seen as bad like toxic masculinity for example when people say toxic masculinity that we're attacking what masculinity is but as i've shown you before like just literally five minutes ago masculinity is made up masculinity is a made-up idea but toxic masculinity isn't okay toxic masculinity isn't a well actually no it is wait wait okay let me reword that okay Toxic masculinity isn't a made-up idea, but it stems from characteristics that are linked to masculinity that is made up, if that makes sense. So toxic masculinity does exist. Like You can be a toxic male, and you can have toxic masculine attributes, such as, you know, uh, being sexist, thinking in a misogynistic manner, you know... Um, not treating others as equal, you know, being overly competitive, making everything a competition, you know, having these toxic traits and, you know, uh, being subversive, misogynist, being subversively misogynistic, being outwardly misogynistic, you know, believing in these compatibility bullshit that only traditional roles exist. You can be a toxic male and you can have toxic masculinity. Now, of course, I just argue that masculinity doesn't exist, but why does toxic masculinity exist? Well, toxic masculinity exists because it's an, like it's a, it's like it's more of a verb than it is a noun. Like we use it in a noun format, but toxic masculinity is less of a noun, which masculinity is. It's more of a verb. It's more describing actions that people do. So when someone is outwardly misogynistic, or some when someone is unable to you know do, uh you know put away their ego a bit, and you know because they think that being a man, like you have to dominate everything that they're more doing something that is toxically masculine rather than actually being a toxic masculinity. You know what I mean? It's less of a noun and more of a verb. So they argue that this verb, which is more of a, this like toxic masculinity, which is more of a verb than a noun compared to masculinity, which is just a total abstract noun. They argue that we're feminizing the society. We're feminizing the world. We're making men or like boys not, um, not you know uh feeling insecure about themselves uh because you know they they lack the guidance now of what it actually means to be a man like back in the day you know back in our great sexistic man didn't we love it back in like the 1800s the 900s but well pre before that like all of eternity of uh human society of you know men being guided how to be told assholes to women how do you know fulfill these traditional roles that are totally terrible for them we had the best we had chef's kiss level of guidance. It was great. But <laughs> but I'm going to argue that, in fact, they're totally wrong. That those hundreds of years of guidance are actually the reason that we have all of these issues now. Not the feminization of the societies that we live in or the feminization of education. Okay? I'm totally going to be arguing against the ideas of 
boys are just boys and you know let boys be boys okay because those ideas are very detrimental to us so i'm going to pull out some statistics okay i'm just going to read them out but i'm going to finish on one big statistic that i think is the most important statistic the most important statistic that we need to focus on and that we need to change okay so 95.3 percent of the prison population is men that is overwhelmingly the majority that is like less than five percent of the prison population is female so men make up nearly all of the prison populations they're also 22 more likely times more likely to be jailed and it's even more disproportionate for um, men of color they are um, three times more likely to commit a act of aggressive or violent um, uh, illegal offenses um, they are much more likely to get suspended or expelled than girls. We are doing much worse. Well, not much worse, but we're doing worse or, you know, substantively or um, visibly worse than girls are in school in at the same level. Even when we you know, go through the same education, we are doing much worse. Um, they are three times more likely to drink. And 8 to 7% of men reported are uh, dependent on alcohol. The big one that a lot of us hear, of course, this is terrible. Um, Seventy-six percent of all suicides are committed by men. It is the biggest cause of death for men under thirty-five. Uh, Eighteen men a day uh, kill themselves, based on the statistics. Um, Twelve point five percent of men, actually, that are reported uh, have a common mental health disorder, and it's estimated to be much more than that because only thirty-six percent of people who go to therapy or access any type of mental health support are male okay so i've just listed out a bunch of terrible statistics how can it get any worse this one to me is what hits the most men have measurably less access to social support of friends relatives and communities wow that is the thing that i think we all knew but actually seeing it as an empirical kind of statistical thing is what actually hits the most because this only confirms that men go and suffer in silence and now the hypocrisy of some of these men's activists is that they try to bring down feminists they try to blame this on feminism that you know oh um men are looked down upon because of you know, uh, we only support women. Uh, women are the only people who get help. Um, that's not true in the sense that they see it. It's a lot more nuanced than that. Men have measurably less access to social supports of friends, relatives, and communities because traditionally, men weren't supposed to go for help or for support in any emotional or mental kind of manner. You know, we weren't we, we weren't built or we weren't, you know, coerced into this kind of, um, you know, going out, look for help if you have an issue, you know, go talk to the boys. Because not, we're starting to say that now, but even me, I'm a pretty young kid. I'm only 17 and I grew up to being told that I oh, don't cry because that's weak or, you know, and I'll get onto this later in my personal story, you know, um, or you have to, you know. Uh, keep your emotions in don't let them sh see any signs of weakness or you know people will use that against you and then that's told to a lot of boys because i was literally speaking to one of my friends and we were talking about this we were like if we didn't you know if, if we ever got to the point where 
one of us was crying in front of the other one, I don't think we would actually know how to act because we've never really coped with the idea of men crying and men crying is still seen as something weird. I remember when my dad cried, when his uh, dad died of uh, pancreatic cancer, my granddad died of pancreatic cancer, it was the most weird thing to me. I'd never seen it and it, it genuinely shocked me. Like it was more than the, it was more than the funeral itself. Like seeing my dad cry, and I saw my granddad's dead body, and that wasn't even as frightening or weird or unsettling or, un, un, or unnerving as you know, uh, seeing my dad cry. Like seeing tears come out of my dad's eyes was one of the things that like it's it's in my head. Like it's so weird, and that's because I was brought up on this idea that men are supposed to be strong, men are supposed to be resilient, men are supposed to not show their emotions. And, um, you know, people, you know, men's activists say that, oh, yeah, uh, how can we how can we have all these things and still have, you know, male privilege? Well, first of all, I'd like to say it's not a competition. Uh, don't try and belittle someone else's struggles or women's struggles with your with your own. And you're totally missing out on the nuance to the situation. OK, women are outwardly oppressed. OK, women are outwardly, um, you know, um, being told that they can't get into certain jobs, they can't do certain things because they are women. Men, however, as I said before, are subversively oppressed. We are emboldened and we are pushed into these ideas that we should be leaders, we should be emotionless, we should, you know, be the top of everything. So when a man fails or when a man doesn't fulfill that criteria, that traditional criteria, it has a lot of impacts on him. And the thing is, is I say when a man as if it happens you know occasionally no this happens to all men all men have a moment of time in their life where they feel emasculated because society has told them that they're acting or behaving in a certain way that doesn't fit their traditional gender role and that is what leads to these statistics it's what leads to the violent outbursts because men have to prove themselves to be able to beat up everyone else or they feel weaker and they'll feel uh, as if society sees them as less uh, they drink because it takes away their anxiety of, you know, um, not fulfilling up the criteria of being a masculine man. You know, and, you know, they go out for drinks with the boys and they try and drink each other to uh, under the table to show prove that they are, I don't know, dominant in some other way. They commit suicide because they're unable to speak out about their issues because a people either play off as a phase or just, you know, an issue that they don't. Uh, that's just going to come and go oh bro you're just a bit sad get happier you know it's fine it's fine it's fine let's go out have a drink which probably doesn't help even more um or they are totally unable to speak out about these things because the people around them don't see that men should have these things they don't see that men should be dealing with these things because men are strong you know being emotional having depression having anxiety that's what, what women have you know they have these crazy you know uh outbursts and you know these these depression and these mood swings you know that, that that's not what men are meant to be that's the reason why we have these issues okay male privilege has acted in a weird way against us it has totally done an uno reverse card and affected us that's why i said that we have to be feminists because our male privilege has subversively screwed us over because if we don't fit into the ideas that society pushes out onto us we feel depressed we feel anxious we lose confidence we have lower self-esteem we end up committing suicide because we don't feel worth it 
right? And all these things are what really are causing the crisis. Not being able to fit these traditional roles is the issue. These traditional roles are what cause the issue. These ideas that men have to be boxed into a certain thing is what is really the crisis. We don't have to make men more masculine. It's failed us. This idea of being masculine and making everyone fit in that way has not only been totally misogynistic towards women, but it's also in a really weird paradoxical kind of way, in a very in the very ugly truth of it, affected men just as much. And in fact, if we're seventy six percent of the suicides, arguably more. You see, we need inclusivity, not seclusion. We need to fight back against subversive misogyny that men should be powerful, men should be strong. Because we're all human beings. Okay, these are human issues. Okay, the, the, the depression, anxiety, mental health, they're all human issues. We all have brains, we all have feelings, we all have emotions. A man is not less of a man because he's lonely. A man is not less of a man because he is, you know, has depression or is struggling. He's still a man. We need to get away from these ideas of masculinity because that is the real plague. The plague isn't feminism. The plague isn't women getting more rights and being emboldened or being supported. You, A lot of men ask, oh, why don't they help men? It's because men never ask for it. Oh, but why don't men ask for it? Because men are told not to ask for it. Oh, why are men not told not to ask for it? Because those are the ideas of masculinity pushed down by other men, by our fathers, our grandfathers, our uncles. They, they push down these ideas that we shouldn't ask for help. We should just get on with it and do it ourselves. If we have a problem, do it yourselves. Or if life has dealt you a tough hand, then oh, that's just tough luck. Just put your head down and try and power through it. No. If you're being hit by a brick, you don't say, oh, shit. Uh, let me just keep on getting hit by this brick. You wear a helmet. You wear some armor. Or you try and break the brick back. You don't just take it on the chin. Taking it on the chin would mean you die. Which is what is happening it's the biggest cause of death for men under 35 it's not drink driving it's not heart disease it's not a killer virus it's the plague of masculinity and traditional masculinity that is telling men that they aren't adequate enough when they are more as more than adequate enough and i know that they're more than adequate enough because I dealt with this own kind of internal battle and I'm still kind of am. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to carry on, please continue on to the end and it will autoplay on or press on the next episode in YouTube or on Spotify. If you don't want to carry on, then go ahead and be ignorant about the rest of the world. That's your choice, not mine. Anyway, I'd like to thank you for listening and hope you have a great day.